technological advancements, developments, Android versus iOS, a world full of high tech. Welcome to the Tech Show with Boy Genius. Hey, welcome to the Not So Tech Tech Show with your host Kevin Babel and the Beston, the first name. Best and last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, today's show, we will be speaking about online shopping or we're going to be demystifying online shopping rather. Um, with uh, having conversations around, um, it's quite interesting how many people still are skeptical of online shopping. Yeah. And also how many people's entire lives happen on online shopping. Exactly. Like they don't, they don't like they haven't been to stores in a long time. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, let's, let's, let's get straight into it. So online shopping, um, so online shopping falls under e-commerce. Yes. Right. Um, or better known as electronic commerce. That means that it's commerce that is done online. So any sort of, of, of place where you buy something and pay for it digitally um, and you go pick it up or it's delivered to you falls under under um, the e-commerce space. But it's been it's been interesting over the years um, to see how 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 um, online shopping has has changed the nature of so many different things when it comes to the shopping experience. Yeah. One, the the way you get or acquire buyers if you are an online shop. Yes. Um, marketing tactics. Yeah. Um, like delivery tactics. Um, user acquisition tactics. So how you acquire users. As, as an online store and even buying habits of people yeah um it, it's it's insane if you've got your credit card linked to an online shop and you need something asap you've got your cell phone and there you go pressing and bah you've exactly. got your you've got you've got your you've got your order you've got your order being delivered to right you there. comfort of your own home so so yeah, just just to go back to to the basics. So around the '90s, this incredible thing called the internet was invented. Yeah. <laughs> so the internet was invented. Um, I'm still shocked at how young the internet still is and yeah. how much has been achieved in like the the 20 year, 25 year period that the internet has been around. Um, but um, oh, just a quick one on this one. Um, interestingly enough, something I just read up. Um, here from uh, Business Essentials that um, online shopping or e-commerce actually has been around for quite some time longer than the World Wide Web in fact <laughs> reading this up right now that's interesting that is interesting that is very interesting that is very very interesting um, so so as I was saying it's 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 amazing how um, it's amazing how in the short span of time of the internet's existence, how much has been achieved. So this incredible thing called the internet um, comes to play. And many years later, the next incredible thing called the smartphone mm -hmm. comes into play. Mm. So the dynamic that that creates now is the ability to shop online is now wherever you go. 
so before that you have to open your computer turn on your computer go to www.amazon.com yeah and you look for 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 whatever it is that you want to buy mm-hmm. and then you would order and then wait for your order to come in place yeah with the smartphone revolution all that happens is that those are made into apps yeah so so now once that's made into apps now you can be sitting at the bus stop and a a thought comes into your head about a book that was recommended to you and instantly you can just pop out your phone um you pop out your phone and then next thing there you ordering you ordering your book yeah so so that's that's what like these these two revolutions have caused but the other crazy thing like like i was speaking about before is how it's changed the behavior of how you do things yeah and how it's changed the model of how business is being done now exactly um so when we think online shopping we only think or when the average person thinks online shopping they think ah amazon.com buy a bag book buy stuff like that but it's kind of changed because restaurants are also now in the online shopping scene so if you take what uber eats is doing and here in south africa we've got mr delivery foods um there's companies like dash um which is like a little autonomous robot-y thing yeah. that delivers food um, um, to, to people. What, what, what that's done also is also changed the nature of how, of, how, um, of how people now start buying things. Like, I'll give you an example with myself. Like, I barely have breakfast. Why? I usually don't have time in the morning to make breakfast. Yeah. And that means that I also don't have time to make my lunch. Yeah. Um, so when I'm at the office, I'll be working, I'll be working, I'll be working. And sometime in the day, I get hungry. And it's not like now I stand up, get in transport, go find a place to buy food. I just pop out my phone. Exactly. And like search for a restaurant that exactly. can deliver uh, mostly McDonald's. <laughs> uh, and, and just order big mac or something yeah and within 20 minutes there yeah. it is yeah right there yeah. somebody just fetches it and then brings it to my table paid for and everything everything done no waiting in line no finding parking <laughs> getting stuck in traffic yeah so 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 of course that 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 really really changes the the nature of how people interact yeah. um this was so how i'm going to break it down is like this um the first thing we're going to look at is is these kind of online stores like what are they because sometimes we we just take our phones out or we go on the website and we wonder uh, where is this thing coming from? Yeah. Like, um, how is it that they're working? So the first thing we're going to look at is we're going to look at at um, what are these online stores? Yeah. How do they work? Yeah. Um, how do the nuts and bolts of what they do come together? Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is we're going to talk about um, uh, user acquisition. Right. So how do these guys get to the user and what do they do to get to the user? Yeah. And then... I'm going to talk about then the marketing aspect of things and then 
how us as users and buyers interact with um, the website yeah. and the apps and the feedback cycle it creates. Because that feedback cycle is actually, or the feedback loop is actually the part that keeps the entire engine of online shopping happening. It's like YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's entire premise right now is their recommendation system. Yeah. Their recommended videos are the most addictive things in the world. Yeah. Like you click one recommended video. Next thing you click another recommended video. Yeah. Then you click another recommended video until they give you a weird recommended video. Yeah. Like it's always funny reading the comments. There. Yeah. Like you watch this weird video, you scroll down, it's like how many of us Got this in our recommendation. Exactly. People asking, how did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> Why, YouTube? <laughs> uh, I ended up on some Japanese game show the one time. Yeah. And I'm like, how in the world did I get here? And then I watched five other Japanese game show videos. <laughs> so, they know uh, how our brain works. Uh, so, 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 yeah, first things first. Um, how do these online shops work? Is that directed to me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I always like testing the best in's knowledge in these things. Uh, he's, he's, he's great at machine learning and all that stuff, but it's always interesting to see his aspect on business. All right. Interesting. So, <laughs> how come an, uh, an, an online store, basically, how, how it works is we're setting up, be it, let me say, a website, um, some online platform. That will basically have, uh, let's say, a company's catalog uh, or products they're going to be selling. So it's there. They have um, the URL there. They have um, it's being hosted online on the on the internet. And then people now, people now log in. Basically, as you enter there, you look at their products. You can review their products, order their products. They handle all the monetary stuff in the background. And without getting too technical inside of that and how it's doing that. But yeah, and then uh, if necessary, request credit card details or uh, debit card details to then uh, finish off the payment and your products are delivered to you. It's basically just, yeah, users coming there, catalogs and delivery. Is that it? If I were to really, really simplify it, like really simplify it, it's it really just is a place online to view a company's catalogs, order from uh, and order from them. Okay, so so I, I always put it in 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 this way. You've got two types of online stores. You've got the hybrid yeah um, online store, and then you've got the fully digital yeah. online store. So how the hybrid online stores work is they still have brick and mortar stores. That's the term used for they've got physical stores. Yeah, yeah. So that means that a lot of times they've got physical warehouses with a stock there. Yeah. But they also have like shops that I can walk into. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Rather than buying online, yeah. I'm going to to um the store itself because yeah. I probably want to fit a jacket or yeah. something or I want to touch. Yeah. Um. The the actual stock. Um. So you've got the 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 online aspect of it as an add-on to the experience of the store yeah. so it's not it's not like they are they are number one thing yeah but then you've got the fully digital stores yeah now these fully digital stores can be subcategorized as well but um just think of it as you don't have a warehouse yeah um you don't have 
um, you you don't have stores. Like I said, it can be subcategorized yeah. because there are fully digital. I mean, fully digital. Um, online stores that have warehouses. Um, an example is Gymshark. Yeah. Gymshark is uh, they they a digital first store. Yeah. They they you order stuff. There's there's no Gymshark shop. Yeah. Um, a physical yeah, store. Yeah. But you can order Gymshark um, stuff online. Yeah. Um, but if you look at somebody like Nike now, Nike is one they've got a lot of money so they can look like a digital first store but they also invest just as much in their physical stores yes so um the preference is there but they hybrid in 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 how they work so so um a digital first stores or digital only stores are where usually the the person has no inventory yeah. Uh, or they have a little bit of inventory. They've got like a few shirts if they're doing shirts, few hoodies and stuff. Yeah. And they keep the inventory. And um, what then happens is that they they go on an application like Shopify. Yeah. So Shopify or Etsy, um, Shopify or Etsy, and what that allows them to do is actually build um, a digital store that yeah. accepts credit card payments. Um, they get to put their inventory there. It allows them to create a website that people can navigate to and go there and order. And it, it, it handles all the administrative yeah. bits that you would otherwise have to write from scratch if you are creating a store from scratch. Of course, yeah. they charge you about $29 a month for the basic plan. Yeah. Now you've got like... Like extremely digitally first stores yeah. where they they on like Shopify's nine dollar plan where you sell on Facebook directly. Yeah. So there's no website. Your your inventory is advertised on Facebook and um, Instagram, and people can buy directly from the social uh, media website. Yeah. So so you've got those kind of stores uh, now. Different and, business yeah. model. And then you've got you've got the layers in between, like how. Amazon and eBay and them work. Yeah. But especially Amazon, where Amazon they 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 have warehouses um, and fulfillment centers. So they've got warehouses full of stock. Not everything there is really theirs. There yeah. are people who sell stuff on Amazon. Yeah. So for example, if you sell books, um, there are some books that Amazon print on demand. There are some books that are printed on demand yeah. when it's published via Amazon's publishing company. Yeah. But then there are other books that sit in Amazon's fulfillment centers. Yeah. And there's stock of Amazon-owned things and other suppliers. Um, and when you when you place an order, they deal with the entire order fulfillment of yeah. getting everything they need to, packaging it together and getting shi- getting it shipped to you. Yeah. So those those are how how the online stores are set up. So the online experience is basically designed to make you feel like you're going to the shop without having the admin and the yeah. work um, and the of, uh, of of actually going to yeah. to to buy. Now, of course, um, with every online experience, especially like now in 2019, we always want to know what the deliveries work like. So. Yeah. Um, if if you take like Amazon, they do global shipping. Yes. And um, if if you're in a country like South Africa, 
where they actually don't have warehouses and fulfillment centers here. Uh, well, they, they have like um, some things are fulfilled by like take a lot, for example, but it's not a it's not a lot of things. But they, they are things that are, are fulfilled here in South Africa on Amazon's behalf. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff that's in, in, in the United States is is what's this um, fulfilled that side. Yeah. So basically what happens is that um, they, there is an entire freight system and global shipping system yeah. that happens. So it's like any courier service. Yeah. Like if you are using DHL um, to, to send things across the world. So they have their own way of sending things across. Then you have to pay customs fees and all those different things. I know here in South Africa, one of our biggest e-commerce guys, online shopping guys, is a company called Take A Lot. Yes. Um, and and Take A Lot's growth has, was interesting because they 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 got a very big investment. Yeah. And the first thing, one of the first things they did is they bought or they acquired. Uh, Mr. D couriers. Uh, 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 so basically, what they got is a a company that did what Uber Eats does in terms of going to restaurants and delivering on yeah. their behalf years before Uber Eats existed. That also had a little courier service yeah. as part of it, and they took that and they built the food business, the food delivery business. But they based the food delivery business and their own um, online shopping experience and built it and built their courier service yeah. on that. So now they don't have a third party courier yeah. service that's delivering on their behalf. Yeah. So the the one the shipping cost. And two, the time that things get to the customer is shortened. Yeah. Uh, big time. Yeah, yeah. So you have that. And then they also acquired a fashion company called Superbalist that sell pretty awesome, awesome, awesome items. Um, on me, I've got like a denim jacket from Superbalist and my jeans are from Superbalist. And my T-shirt is from Superbalist. <laughs> so, so, so it goes to speak... It goes to speak how much online shopping I actually do. That's a lot of online <laughs> So, 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 um, yeah, that's basically uh, how, how, yeah. how the whole online shopping scene works. Now, there's also the whole drop shipping scene, which is a whole nother thing in itself. So basically the drop shipping guys set up a Shopify store and then they'll go to AliExpress uh, or Alibaba. Um, which is like a Chinese version of Amazon yeah. um, with very cheap items. So what they'll do is they'll find items around like a specific niche. So yeah. say dog whistles. Yeah. So they'll find all these sort of dog whistles or wristbands, right? So they'll find all these sort of wristbands yeah. and they'll see the price. So say on AliExpress, it's like 99 cents. They will charge two rand or three rand on their website. Um, Interesting. And they will take money for shipping. So you find from that three rand, 99 cents is for the bangle, um, 50 cents is for the shipping, mm. and then the one rand 50 is their profit. Uh, I see. So they don't have any stock on them. Yeah. So now when it's ordered, they work 
through AliExpress yeah. to then get the order shipped to you because you put in your shipping details Interesting. and then they do that. And then there's another company called Printful. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they handle the printing of shirts on demand. Yeah. Shirts, hoodies, like different sorts of merchandise on demand. And they right. link to Shopify directly. So yeah. you can start a t-shirt business without owning any t-shirts. Sure, I see. As long as you've got designs, you can upload and it's completely free. They only make um, the they make the money. Uh, they make they put a markup on the t-shirts they sell to you. Yeah. Um, and then you can control the price of exactly yeah. what what you're doing. But as long all you have to do is upload um, a design, mm. put on your shirt price the stuff upload them to to shopify yeah and when a person orders it can go as far as them putting your branding on the packaging oh i see so so they handle the packaging they handle the shipping yeah they handle everything yeah they even handle the returns oh wow uh, so so when they now ship you can choose an option to put your logo on the on the um packaging yeah but the address on the packaging is their address Interesting. so if there's any returns that need to happen it happens yeah. against them and they are able to link it all the way back to yeah. your store yeah so so the, those are like the 100 percent digital yeah. online stores like you have no inventory yeah. you have no um shipping to worry about you don't have anything yeah all you have to do is manage your shopify store and then also um manage the the printful designs and stuff like that yeah. and just now figure out a way to now get to the next step which is the customer acquisition oh, i see yeah now now customer acquisition works closely with with marketing yeah because marketing is the tactic to acquire yeah. to acquire customers so now this is where you know remember when you used to like go to the shops before this whole online shopping craze happened yeah you had like a lot of sales and you had coupons i see i remember coupons. yeah they get your discounts you get discounts on, on specific products, things yeah so so now of course that's gone to another level now because yeah. promo codes yeah because now you have promo codes and Cause, cause the 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 gap between the the store and the user is so narrow. They can actually bring down their prices like crazy. Exactly. Like I, I've seen that with Superbalist. Like something can cost five hundred rand in the morning, and in the afternoon they have a flash sale and it's like half the price. Sure. It's like, my goodness, <laughs> I, I want this. For when? I don't know, but I want this. <laughs> yeah. When am I ever gonna get this opportunity again? Exactly. That's the so, word sale. So, I figure something so, in the human brain. And so tactics of, of customer acquisition are yeah. uh, social media marketing. I see. Uh, but social media marketing in a very different way. So um if if you take um somebody like nike a company like nike yeah they don't just advertise on social media they put their stuff on people who are relevant in whatever market they're trying to get uh, into. becoming their influencers yeah so they they become the influencers so a lot of uh, a lot of these companies marketing tactics is to work through influential people because it's yeah. people we naturally want to 
be like the people we aspire to be like yeah we want to be like the people that we we look up to exactly um so if your favorite rapper has got specific nikes on yeah then you're going you, to want you, those, you, those specific going to Nikes. Those Nikes. Yeah. If uh, then if a collective group of people now have it, now you want it because it means that it's relevant. Exactly. And, and people want it to be relevant a lot exactly. of the times. Exactly. So um yeah, which is marketing one oh one. Finding out what makes the person tick. Yep. <laughs> So so they they've got those different tactics. Yeah. Um, the bulk SMSing, referral. So yeah. say say I'm on Superbalist. Yeah. And there are these shoes I want. Yeah. And these shoes cost like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. They tell me, get one person in the platform, and you're gonna get a fifty percent discount. Exactly. I'm like. I'm gonna get a person onto the platform and exactly. get a fifty percent discount. Like we milked that with Ubers when they first started. Ah yes. Because we just got like everyone onto Uber. So use this promo code. Use this promo code. Exactly. Use this promo code. Exactly. Use, and next thing you've got like twenty five free trips. <laughs> just stack up. <laughs> uh, so, so um, in the same way, that's that's one of their biggest tactics. Yeah. Also in acquiring. Co- acquiring customers and while i'm an existing customer how can we leverage existing customers to bring in new customers or how can we leverage an existing um an existing um how can i put this relevant um market yeah like how we're new but how can we leverage what already exists within there to draw attention to us yeah and then start getting things and we know things go viral yeah. The Face app went viral in about two days. Exactly. <laughs> it's just an app that makes people's faces look older yeah. or younger. And like the, its accuracy is is insane. Yeah. And it's just went viral. Yeah. So, so if something becomes relevant within society or within a market or yeah. within whatever, it, it grows... In virality yeah. and people jump onto it i think another big customer acquisition is um television advertising as well i've seen a lot of online stores uh what you call this um basically presenting their platforms and their convenience yeah look well. look that's debatable like when last did you watch tv myself uh yesterday <laughs> Well, this is just one of those where you're walking past and you just happen to see something uh, kind of thing. Uh, Most of the times I am on my laptop. So, so I know like some of the big, um, some of the big places where they do advertisers, like social media places like yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Like they really invest. Like TV adverts first to fit in there, you need a big budget. Exactly. Like it's it's not. Well, if you are big. (laughs) Yeah, like if you are Nike, but when when they're now advertising, um, there like if you take like a Nike, they're advertising their brand. Yeah. And the the the, they want to make their brand more alluring. But even take a lot ads I've seen a lot of or heard a lot of uh, on television, some Amazon adverts in their online store and. uh, um, a number of guys as well, actually. Yeah. So, so it's it's actually funny though if if you wanna look at things at a brand level. Yeah. The 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 most crazy impactful brands like work through so much influencers that that um 
they don't really advertise. Actually. So uh, I'll take, for example, um, this brand just left my head as 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 as, as I was thinking about it. Off white, they're called off white. Yeah. Um, and what uh, Virgil Abelo, who is the the founder of Off White, does is he's got like deals with Nike. Mm. Um, to to and Converse and different guys yeah. to actually redesign some of their classic shoes, and not to completely redesign it, but to put the touch of the off-white brand on it. Yeah. Now there were these Jordan One retros. You look at the off-white version and you look at the original retro, and um, <laughs> they don't look any different. Yeah. Maybe the tick has a little decoration on it yeah. or something on the sole like it's de- it's called a deconstructed um, off-white Nike Air yeah. but like there's only like a 5% difference yeah. but the, cr- the, 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 the the price gap between the two shoes is, is insane people <laughs> queuing up and they're like no this is an exclusive pay like if you go on StockX now yeah. StockX is um a bidding place for sneakers. Yeah. It's a bidding store for sneakers. If you go to StockX right now, what you will find is that shoe costs about six, seven hundred dollars. Sure. That's about eight thousand South African rands. Yeah. The normal Jordan costs about two thousand five hundred South African rands. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's exclusivity can be one company's whole selling point. Eh? Now, now the crazy thing, the the crazy thing that they did here is they just gave it to very famous people. Oh yes, of course. It was it was exclusive, but yeah. the people who you saw it on were the the influencers. Yeah. Um, and because of that. So when you saw on Instagram your favorite celeb, what sneaker is he wearing? Yeah. Well, he's wearing off-white um, Nike yeah. Air Forces, yeah. or he's wearing off-white Air Maxes, yeah. or he's wearing off-white um, Vans, or he's wearing yeah. a few of God pair of Vans, and all that does is uh, it all that does is just boosts the influence. Exactly. So that's that's one of the ways. Yeah, the that, that's one of the ways. Uh, um, they acquire customers, but the other interesting thing um, that now happens is how it's changed our behavior as buyers. Yeah. Now I don't like cues. Exactly. I I don't like cues. Like, like there you are walking in a store. You need a shirt pretty quickly. Yeah. Then there are thirty people in front of yeah. you. Yeah. And you're like. Is the time I'm going to stand in this queue worth this shirt right exactly. now? And I always put it back. <laughs> like there are sometimes I walk in a store, I look at the queue, I turn and I walk away. Yeah. But as a buyer personally, when I like order from Superbalist, um, I'll order and just just choose same day shipping. Exactly. And within like if I order at like six o'clock in the morning now who's ordering something at six o'clock you'd be surprised <laughs> yep so if i'm ordering something at six o'clock in the morning by 10 a.m yeah i have the stuff wow 10 11 now yeah. that's that's insane it is because you can like now order a whole outfit from the comfort of your house exactly um and what what that's done is there are a lot of people that now exclusively buy things online yeah 
think it's a rare, it's more rare for them to be at a store than them to buy exactly. things online. Basically, yeah, their whole their whole shopping basket is mm. is online. The whole wardrobe is online. But now, especially for the for the busy folk, mm. because there's some people who just don't have the time to be to be like we mentioned, yeah. standing in a line. Yeah, and also the 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 way a lot of shopping malls and stores in South Africa work that are not around tourist busy areas is that they close early. Yeah. Now it's the dilemma that we have here because work for most people finishes at four or five o'clock. Yeah. Now you have you have to get back home from work. Yeah. And now you can't go shopping. Yeah. Because all the stores are closed at about five, six o'clock. Yeah. You get home at six o'clock. You can't go shopping. Now everyone goes shopping on the weekend. Yeah. Now every place is full. Exactly. Now, like people loathe going to shops. On the weekend. Uh, yeah. So, so um, when I go to Cape Town, um, near the more touristy places, the, the the stores they close later. Yeah. So they close at about nine p.m. Yeah. Um, and with them closing at about 9 p.m., people finish work there at about 4, get home at about 5. Yeah. Um, you still have another four hours exactly. to go and do your grocery shopping or whatever you need so that you don't have to, like, bombard a mall yeah. um, on <laughs> bombard, like, there you are, you <laughs> plus 100 people. But you don't have to go into a mall on a Saturday yeah. to do like bulk shopping and all yeah. that stuff and yeah. then have to stand in queues and so yeah. so so it's really driven customer behavior differently because now people order their clothes online, yeah. people buy food online. Exactly. Um one of the co founders of Uber and their ex CEO actually started a company called Cloud Kitchens. Yeah. Which is a which is a a kitchen space yeah. for people who are exclusively doing delivery-only restaurants. Yeah. So you just need a, a nice cheap space for you to be able to cook, to keep your stock and things like that. Yeah. But you're doing delivery only. Only. So so you don't need to buy chairs and exactly. all these things. So now even how businesses are being built is different. Yeah. Because people, they all sit at restaurants, but. On occasions, can that be an yeah, occasional thing? Exactly. But a person, if they're having like a movie night, yeah, like or, a, or guests, or, yeah, like the average people have a lot of movie nights in a yeah. year, or they're going to do a Netflix binge, or they're going to do something. Yeah, the um, in-laws are coming. Yeah. <laughs> so so, like people don't really opt for cooking if you can buy an incredible meal. Yeah. For for. Slightly more than what it would have cost you to to make the meal, but the convenience is worth more exactly. to you than the cost of of, yeah. of the food that yeah. or the cost that the ordering is going to add on to what you were initially going to yeah. to pay for it. So um, now you've got these sort of businesses that spring up, and it it becomes. Uh, very interesting to now see now going to the future yes because remember I said that feedback loop is important yes because your interaction on the on the um, the website yeah like what you click on because it's like everything exactly it's like what you click on so once yeah. you're logged in they know who you are yeah 
But now they tell, okay, how long did you stay on this page looking yeah, at this item? Yeah. You add that to the cart. And what they start doing is now saying, okay, what other people are similar to his behavior? Now, what are the things they start buying? Yeah. And now you have this entire recommendation system that comes in. Yeah. People who bought this also, also bought, bought that. This, so, like to, yeah, yeah, and like it's so accurate. Like, yeah. I do you might that. end up getting yeah, it. <laughs> so, 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 so you get that. But there's that feedback loop that happens, that feedback loop. Yeah. And now what's happening is with the introduction of autonomy yeah. and autonomous vehicles, it's going to now step it up to a whole other level. Because yeah, yeah. you take um, Amazon's drone delivery system. Yeah. Um, where you just deliver and a drone gets whatever it needs and then whoop. Yeah. Goes to your place and then delivers. Yeah, wondering. Um, just just to even get your thoughts on it, do you think um that level of uh, intricate detail uh, is probably gonna differ depending on the online store's business model, like whether it's customer to customer, business to customer, or business to business? Because usually, once uh, or maybe it's just my own opinion, a lot of the business to business kind of setups I've seen, mm-hmm. it's not it's not as um, or doesn't have as many bells and whistles as it would have been a business yeah. to customer kind of you interaction. See, you see, business to business is usually a service offered more yeah. than it is a transactional kind of kind of thing where. I buy something unless you're like a business to business you're an ice cream company that only sells to businesses yeah (laughs) you get what I'm saying it becomes very different Um, so this would be more a B2C thing a business to customer yeah because um, a lot of the online shopping that happens is between a customer and a business yeah yeah. And the B2B interactions are quite different. Yeah. They have their own levels of complexity yeah. and their own levels of intricacy. Yeah. But it's quite different. It is. So yeah. so so their delivery mechanisms and all of that um are quite different. Yeah. Now there are some that are hybrid in the sense of they interact to other businesses like they would a customer, but yeah. it still falls under more the business to customer kind of basis yeah. but this is more the growth that's happening the 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 agility in change is business to customer yeah there's nothing like like a customer to change the behavior of what you're doing i was watching a documentary on um a database system called graphql yeah and um the one of the founders was saying there's nothing that changed technology like when customers got their hands on smartphones yes because <laughs> what they started expecting what what they started expecting from from the websites that they use yeah. and and the interactions are on the on the apps and stuff like that started changing exactly because now they like oh wait a minute like i want like why can't i get my entire facebook experience that i yeah. have on 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 the yeah desktop on my phone yeah. now you have to rethink that whole thing so exactly. that like really now started changing because now customers are expecting better yeah. faster why are phones popping more cameras exactly. onto their phones why yeah. are phone manufacturers popping more cameras onto their phones yeah, which made user experience really important yeah so 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 the the speed the speed in design comes from um comes from the whole notion of uh the business to customer relationship yeah 
Yeah. I don't know if that answers your no, question. No, it does. It does. It does answer the question. Oh. Because truly, when you like you said, there's nothing that can really rock a business. <laughs> with all the ideas you might have, this is how it's going to be. And then when customers really start interacting with your mm. product or with your service, that you really start to see like there's, there's, there's some changes we need to make here. You know, a great example is BlackBerry was great until the iPhone came. Yeah. And it's not that the iPhone was a better phone. That's debatable. Yeah. It was what customers now expected from their phones were quite different exactly and the people who weren't able to keep up to it were people who are lost yeah so the whole thing on apps yes getting developers not internal people and all this stuff where these people get the phones and what they have on the phone is, yeah. is all that they're ever going to get yeah um like nokia and blackberry rejected the idea of these things yeah they it was a laughing stock to them yeah it was one of those things like why would you do that exactly but but the two platforms that really ran with it are the two platforms that run the world right now in exactly. terms of, of of smart tech so when it came to security blackberry had one of the most secure things yeah. secure operating systems in the world but just due to the change of customer expectation yeah within customer preference yeah, yeah. within years like it dropped like yeah. usage on those other phones dropped of course blackberry had the unfortunate um circumstance that their scroll wheel would die mm. out on you and their flexi cables for their sliding phones would die yeah. so they just couldn't innovate fast enough exactly they they, they couldn't change fast enough yeah. and the expectation because now you had apps like whatsapp now coming out yeah. you had all these different things wait i've got a browser that works on a phone and it works properly exactly now now you have um the you've just changed the customer expectation yeah. and then if you're not able to 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 um um, direct yourself towards that fast enough you quickly become irrelevant that's true so that's why that feedback loop is important yeah uh, as you're watching what customers are doing are you able to respond to it accordingly to stay yeah. relevant and quickly enough. yep so so if you're seeing that wait a lot of customers are doing same day deliveries yeah okay that means that these people want things now yeah. so how do we put ourselves as a as a shopping service that 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 moves so fast that same day is normal exactly exactly so now that's now where you're not having like the 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 amazon dash buttons and yeah you've got amazon prime and you've got now the prime delivery and the drone delivery and yeah. so many of these things and so many people are now pushing like how do we decrease the gap between the customer yeah. and uh and the uh, and the store exactly. and then also now stores also have to deal with their suppliers yeah like how how do we interact um with the suppliers in such a way that w we are still competitive in our pricing yeah that we're not so expensive that no one wants to buy us because exactly. there are alternatives yeah yeah it's a lot to think about as yep. a business <laughs> It yep. is a lot to think about. And all we do is take out our phones and <laughs> order. So, so uh, I hope you really enjoyed this show. And I hope um, we uh, clarified 
the whole online shopping experience um technology is amazing yeah. like i always say it, it simplifies a lot of things yeah. and it creates a platform for um new things to be created yeah. um if it wasn't for the smartphone a lot of the stuff that we have today wouldn't exist yeah. um so um any closing words you know i think we could even probably expand on this at a later date because they probably still some of the hesitant ones about the security on it and all that and you'd be surprised how secure it is just something could even go into it well, at yeah. a later date yeah just just to quickly breeze over yeah. it it is very very hard to game a, a well established uh, online store yeah. It's like pretty hard because they have entire departments yeah. of like hundreds of developers and analysts and all these sorts of people who just deal with security yeah. and fraud detection. Because yeah. it's not people detecting fraud now, it's artificial intelligence detecting fraud. Exactly. And very quickly it can flag you as fraudulent and yeah. gone Unless you order from eBay. But <laughs> that's a story yeah. for, for another day. Um, I hope you have an incredible day. And thank you again for joining us, the Not So Tech Tech Show on Active FM. You know where to find us on Facebook at Active FM and on Instagram at Active FM 777. Your host, Kevin Babel, and the best in signing out. And remember, Christ music is hot music. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was there. The exceptional new act of worship album, As Above, So Below, is out. Get your very own copy on iTunes. available on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music, and so much more.
the coming of the kingdom of God, celebrating Jesus' victory when he gave his life on the cross. We won't be keeping the word to ourselves, stepping out of the familiar, stepping forward to the unknown, guided by the Holy Spirit,
Wi-Fi.